if you miss us live, you can you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. general manager of Fred Beans, Kian Langhorn. We just wanted to take a minute to talk about Larry Feldman and Career Changers USA. Larry and I had been working together for about the last 12 years now, and anything I've ever needed as far as recruiting, training, Larry's been right there. Um, Larry's got me salespeople, he's got me managers, he's got me technicians even through the toughest times in the industry, and he is just the kind of guy who's going to tell you exactly what's on his mind, he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. But Larry also has the expertise to back it up. When he was in the dealership world, he was a top performer. And that's really important to my staff, uh, especially as it pertains to training. A lot of people can come in and teach out a textbook, but Larry has real-world experience dealing with customers, dealing with situations and dealerships that we go through on a daily basis and try to train on. But Larry's been through it, so he can really empathize with the people and tell you what's worked for him and maybe what way not to go. Um, Larry is just always at a 10. I mean, his energy level is always up there. And I think people, they just love that and they feed off of it. Um, he's not faking it. He, he is genuinely excited to come in and help you. He's excited to come in and help grow your business. And he's one of those people who just really enjoys seeing dealers succeed and um, have a lot of fun at the same time. Life is about connection, having a support system to lean on, and roads to endless possibility. At every turn, guiding the way, we are building the connections that move you. So what would your dealership feel like if your entire sales staff was literally on fire, your sales and service staff, they were nonstop all over social media, completely dominating your marketplace. They could do it in 30 days or less and then continue their education to do it for an entire six months or a year. 
you literally would completely take over the entire marketplace and no one would be able to compete with you. And that's what we can do for you. So when you're walking around your community, whether you're at local restaurants or you're going to the gym, if you don't want to be bothered, fine, you won't be bothered. But a lot of people will walk up to you and say, oh my God, I love your social media. Your staff is amazing. We love what you're doing in the community. We want to come buy a car from you. We want to get an oil change at your dealership. Your community is absolutely going to love you. And it doesn't matter what platform you're on. You could be on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all social media platforms. You will literally be all over the place. And not only will you have ads running, but your own staff is going to be promoting your brand and promoting themselves within the dealership and within the business. So it's like running an ad times a hundredfold because your entire staff is participating in the process. I've traveled all over North America. I've trained Toyota. I've trained Nissan. I've been to driving sales. I've been to women in auto. I get hired as a speaker for conferences at universities all over the country. And I can help change the trajectory of your dealership right now. Ian. And this is Jeff here at NADA 2024. And here we are at Protective Death and Eye Stuff. And we're with uh, with the man, the plan, uh, Rick Kurtz. Rick, say hi, hello. Uh, hello. Live. Hello. Introduce yourself, South yeah. about you, the company, and. Uh... Absolutely. I'm Rick Kurtz. I'm the Senior Vice President and Chief Distribution Officer for Protective's Asset Protection Division. Protective is a 108 year old company. Our division has been working with auto dealers, the Asset Protection Division, since 1962, continuously. So we have a long and uh, continuous history of partnering closely with dealers, providing industry-leading consumer protection products. Fantastic. Uh, so to get started, tell us what your your view of the state of the market is today, because things are changing super fast. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me where they're going, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I have my predictive AI, which is somebody else's name right over there and for only a hundred thousand dollars a month i can predict where things are going okay give a guarantee of six hours okay i would okay six hours <laughs> six hours plus plus or minus six hours right so uh well it's the car dealership it's you know the typical used car lot warranty three minutes or 30 feet whichever comes first yeah yeah, yeah. i i think your question we were laughing but i think it's a good one you know, i'm calling it a return to normal and i think what we found now is over the last year, dealership inventories have increased by 50%. Uh, you know, we're seeing uh, downward pressure on prices for the first time. If you remember back during the pandemic, you really, it was a seller's market. There was very few options and you either came in and you purchased that vehicle. And if you didn't, someone was right behind you that was going to purchase that vehicle. So there was very, very little uh, emphasis on salesmanship, it features benefits, all these things. Uh, just because inventory was so tight. But now we're getting back to where we have inventory. So we're having to teach our sales staffs again, how do we uh, how do we create value? How do we show the value to that consumer that for the first time in probably 24 months now has choices in what he or she is going to purchase? And so uh, it's back to what it was before. We're seeing downward pressure. And beyond that, we're seeing uh, macroeconomic trends like uh, you know, you know, higher interest rates. We're seeing inflation. All of this is creating tremendous affordability issues for the consumer. And so it's, you know, we're driving transaction prices are at all time high. Uh, consumer auto installment loans are at all time high in terms of the length of those loans. So very much a challenge for F&I, a challenge for retail. And we're seeing that in that the average dealership profitability has actually dropped by double digits year over year. 
Big Pig. Agree with you. Big you know, yeah, yeah, here, yeah. The Audit yeah. Show marching band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should pause for just a moment. Look, look. That's in my contract. I have a band everywhere I go. I think they're like robots or something. Yeah. So, Rick, we, before we were so pleasantly interrupted, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit more. You were talking about how that yeah. and I and the benefit for the consumer. Yeah. There's a, it's a consumer market. It is. And really, it's a necessity for the dealers as well. We, I was talking about how dealership profit is dropping yeah. year over year. And so, really, that really necessitates that the dealers look to replace that income in other areas. One of those areas that fits very naturally is F&I products. Uh, we were talking about consumer affordability and inflation and constraints on the household budgets, and that makes these protection products more important than ever. Yeah. So, you know, all of us are dependent upon our vehicles in every facet of our day-to-day -day lives. And, you know, for many of us, if we don't have a working vehicle, we can't get to work. We can't, can't get to school. You can't get your children to daycare. So all of these things are, are incredibly important. And most of the time with, uh, you know, if you have a backup camera go, the cameras or the sensors, that could be four, five, six thousand dollars just for the sensors. And so uh, when you look at the overall percentage of consumers that have, you know, more than thousand dollars readily available for unforeseen emergencies, it's an incredibly small percentage of the population, which makes protecting that the, the asset so important and which makes it for our dealers as well uh, to make sure that they're offering and really selling the benefits of those products to the consumer and matching up with a good professional presentation, the right features and benefits and the right product for that consumer needs. It's not a one size fits all. All of us have different needs and we have different driving habits. We have different things that are important to us. Uh, you know, whether it's a vehicle we're buying for a, a child that's going back and forth to college, whether it's a second vehicle, whether it's a primary vehicle, that's all gonna influence maybe what the right, what the right product is and making sure that we're uh, presented with a very professional product presentation by the F&I office. It, what? Yeah, we did a show on Monday on the state of electric vehicles. And I know there's been a lot of talk about inventory of them and cost point, and obviously there's always some political spin, but there's a lot of used car dealers that say, hey, maybe there's an opportunity to sell some of these pre-owned. What, you know, what kind of solutions does your company cover for the EV space? Yeah, well, first of all, the, let's, I'll talk about the EV market in general. I think when you see, you see that uh, Hertz, what, they're dumping a third of their EV because they, I don't they, think we should do something. <laughs> they are using a market adjustment in which to to work with the consumer demands and challenges at the moment. Would you say that, that's that's why you're in media? You're, there, there we go. I'm actually in sales, so Joseph, that's not a dent. That's what we call an aerodynamic feature. A mark, a mark to market adjustment, right? Yeah, yeah but, exactly. Uh, but I think the reality is, is we all serve at the consumer's discretion and the consumer needs, and so the consumer is going to tell us when we really go all in on EVs. I think we see it internationally in other countries where adoption rates are much higher. We see many manufacturers that are taking a global perspective with their platform. Right. But you know, in terms of the states here, we really see this, the strength is in really the pockets on the coast right now. You see it in the Northeast, you see it in the, you know, uh, in the West Coast, uh, in the Bay Area in particular. So you're yeah. starting to see double digit percentage of sales that are EVs. So it's, ta it's taking hold. Less so in the Midwest and the South and the areas of, frankly, because the infrastructure is a challenge. For us, we've been very much involved in covering EVs uh, for almost a decade. Right. But what we've learned is the EV buying process and the EV consumer really wants a unique, something tailored to them. So though we've not really had to alter our coverages all that much because we've been covering them, we have to alter our marketing approach. 
really something that's tailored to that EV purchase. Because when you look at the sale of EVs, they're all very tailored. It's not it's not a traditional it's not a traditional sales process. Whether it's Tesla, whether it's you know uh, the one-off sort of buildings, whether it's one-off franchises for EVs, it's very unique. And we we've, we've had to follow suit there. But ultimately, and we're going to follow what the consumer wants and needs. Yeah, well, Jeff had the opportunity yesterday to drive the new Fisker Ocean. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe you could talk a little bit of experience. Yeah, and was that that big dent I saw in that? Was that you? Actually, it's all these cars was aerodynamic. <laughs> well, I have. I got to tell you, I had to admire the fellow that rode with us because, uh, you know, they have what they call a hyper mode, which is like Tesla's ludicrous mode. Yeah, and there he is on his phone in the passenger seat. And I'm going down Paradise Avenue. At about 106 miles an hour. Were you on your phone looking at your phone? And I was actually checking my hair out, actually. You don't understand that one. Yeah, but it it is a different thing. It is a different thing. Um, so I, I got a little note here. Some, yeah, so we want to do that. Yeah. We've got a lot of higher mileage vehicles out there yeah. now. And uh, how does that impact the dealers that you deal with? Because, you know, literally I'm seeing people saying that 150,000 miles isn't a lot of miles anymore. Yeah. And being a car guy, I go, yeah. Well, it, it depends on how, the, how those 150,000 were maintained, right? We all right. know that. If a vehicle that you had kept for 150,000 miles, I'm going to guess that it would be meticulously maintained and serviced. And Okay. <laughs> for the record, that's Ian laughing. Yeah. I can that, that's Ian laughing. Well, you know, I mean, that, then that's only yeah. something I've wondered yeah. about with warranties because, yeah. you know, so you get a car with 150,000 yes. miles, it goes through the shop, they check it out, it checks out yeah. fine. Um, they don't do a uh, fluid uh, viscosity test and to see if there's any fillings in there. We know it's a risk. We know your products are insurance, but what kind of a, a challenge is that for you guys? Well, first of all, we've been in the business uh, for a long, long time, but we just made an acquisition uh, a little over a year ago of a company called AUL out of Napa, California. They're really the uh, torchbearer in the high mileage service contract business. They've been in, in that segment almost exclusively for more than 25 years. So when you have that, you have that, we have our own breadth of uh, data and experience and we, we overlay with theirs and we've got a really, really good understanding of the risks. But you know, we, 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 we started our conversations talking about the retail market and you know, one, and you know, the uh, inventory constraints that we've been dealing with over the last couple of years, by necessity, that's forced dealers to keep those higher mileage vehicles on their lot. And, and what they maybe in the past, they would wholesale those off. Well, now they retail them up. And plus, you, you look at consumer affordability as well. Right. And so now you want those two things that makes them a very desirable commodity. But, but Jeff, you nailed it. When, when a consumer is purchasing a vehicle that is 120, 130, 150,000 miles, a service contract almost becomes essential. You want that peace of mind. Yeah, and, and you have to look at it much like healthcare. We have we have uh, service contracts that cover just the principal mechanical pieces to ones that, depending on the mileage in the vehicle, will cover all into the technology as well. Again, it's not one size fits all. Well, you you might be only concerned with the drive temp, drive train and make sure it goes, and Ian might be. If my technology goes, my life's over, right? Yeah, I'm just speculating. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speculating. Well, you know, what's scary is I was, I was going to say, you know, older cars. Yeah. And some of the things. So now you've, you've got these older cars with a lot of high tech stuff. So older, like a 2015. I yeah. can't believe I said I'm mean, older. But a 2015 BMW, because I know in a, a, a circumstance. And the blind spot monitor only on the right side wasn't working. We know that's a challenge 
where are you seeing a lot of that stuff? Oh, we see that stuff all the time. But remember, we have, it's all it's all about risk, and for risk, there's an associated premium, right? So if you if you want a 2015 BMW, you want to cover it and it has 160 thousand miles on, and you want every piece of technology. Uh, one, I'm not sure we'd even write that risk because. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if we did, the associated premium would be commensurate with the risk. BMWs are good cars. Remember that. Yeah. But I would imagine a Toyota with all that stuff, with 150,000 miles, 2015, would have an appropriate premium attached to that. You are, you are correct. It is not a one-size-fits-all premium. It's a very risk-specific premium. So, yes. yeah, you know, certain vehicles are better risked as they age than others. Well, yes, a Toyota FJ Cruiser probably has a zero premium <laughs> because nothing ever goes wrong with them. Okay. Uh, so... My favorite question. Yeah. And then Ian's got a question. Yeah. You can see it's right there. Yeah. Um, other than more business, what are you guys looking to to gain from the show? Yeah, I, I think for us, it's really uh, insight into trends and really what's what's looking forward. You know, we, we partner very closely with dealers and dealerships. And so it's really important to us that we're continuously supporting their strategy right. and their businesses. And so for us, it's really twofold being here. It's understanding and making sure that the trends that we see are are still relevant. And then it's interacting with our clients here as well, both in appreciation uh, and then really just connection with them. And then certainly to a certain degree, there's people that are always looking. Uh, so you really have those three, you know, new business acquisition, but really in that order, I would tell you trends, uh, client relations and acquisition. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so from a point of view of Getting started with the company, how you stand out from your competition, why someone should choose you versus other options, I say, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. You know, what would you say to a dealer who says, listen, I'm looking for a solution. How quickly can you get me started and why should I choose you? Well, yeah, you say I think that, yeah, thank you. When, uh, you know, we love to feel that question. Yeah. One is, I explained, we've been partnering with auto dealers since 1962. Yeah. Yeah. We're part of an international insurance company. We have our own A rated property, right. casualty insurance company. Right. We are. It, I would say the most transparent in terms of the way we do business in our industry. And, you know, we really approach this business knowing we serve at the dealer and the consumer's discretion. Without them, we don't have jobs. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I mean, so there's no benefit. Uh, we're ver we're perfectly fine if the consumer wins. If the consumer wins, that means the dealer wins. And if the dealer wins, that means ultimately we win and we're good being third in line. Oh, and, and And I will tell you, Ian, the other thing, and we, it's it's probably a conversation for another day. But we partner in terms of the risk, uh, the risk profile with our dealers and share underwriting profit and investment income. Oh, okay. And that's a huge that's a huge opportunity for dealers, and that's really a differentiator for us as well. So, another question about that yeah. is obviously you do work in the U.S. Are you looking to look at Mexico as a market, or Brazil, or other countries at all? We do, or uh, Canada, or yeah, you know. But I will tell you that it would not be organic expansion; it would most likely be acquisition. We're a very uh, aggressive acquire of businesses and so it's might be much better for us if we go that route to acquire someone who's got the uh the brand equity the presence the infrastructure uh, in those in those countries rather than go there yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and take our beatings learning the lessons um now i've also seen that you guys have an opportunity for a dealer owned yes. warranty yeah yeah that's that and that to me i think that's pretty close to being totally unique yeah yeah it's uh, well we, we bought a company uh, in 2016, the beginning of 2016, called U.S. Warranty. Okay. They're really the uh, the originators of that concept. They were a Florida company, and we've since taken it nationally. But you're absolutely right. So when you think about an F&I company like ours, what we really do is create a smaller version of that for the dealer. And those, so the dealer, he or she, they can then 
look at the their own branding of that program, uh, you know, tailor the coverages to their marketing strategies and their business strategies, things like that. And they participate in uh, almost entirely in all the underwriting and investment income as well. Now, it's not for everybody. It requires a certain scale. Uh, now, the question is, is the is there uh, investment income located in the Grand Cayman? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. There's, a, there's a small company where we're from that has interest in <laughs> that. But anyway, go ahead. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not passing judgment. We just tend to be more conservative in terms of, remember, th these these monies are premiums yeah, yeah. to cover risk. And well, you, you don't want to put that, you cannot put that money yeah, at yeah. risk. No, well, that's true. Insurance is is quite highly regulated. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Jeff. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience that we haven't covered on, although we've gone very in-depth? <laughs> I, I think I think we've touched upon it. I think it's time we all need to get back to work. Uh, we, we started this way. You know, we're going to have to remember how we sell again. You corrected me uh, around the EVs, Jeff. I appreciate that but in, in the terms of the verbiage that I use. So I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I need to learn to make sure I can go back. But it's, it's that time where we have to go back and really sell the value. And I think it's it's going to be a time where there's a true flight to quality. We're seeing it already. The good, legitimate companies offering legitimate products to benefit the consumers and the dealers are, are going to thrive, and uh, and they're going to grow larger and larger. And, you know, frankly, those who don't, they'll probably drift away. Well, you know, it's very funny because you say that because we're very centered in the retail world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why our audience likes, you know, to hear from people from you because yeah. – it gives them an idea what to do. Yeah. But there's a, you know, one of our friends of, of our show that's a regular on it says there is a day of reckoning coming. And if it isn't here already, and that's when you got these salespeople that from before, we made a joke before yeah. this. Oh, by the way, the car you bought had a warranty registered on it five minutes ago. And you got the platinum plus 22 year warranty for $9,000. Yeah. 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 Because all these people that are doing, I'm going dealers and when salespeople, yeah. FI managers, yeah. companies. Whereas before, sure. You're the only guy I got. I'll take it. I yeah. got a car. You want to buy it? No. Okay, buy it. Yeah. That's going to change because they're all going to be gone. Well, now they have the consumer, and that's a whole different conversation, but just the buying process, right? Yeah. Now, now I can shop for six or seven or eight or nine cars online before I ever get into the dealership, right? Yeah. And so that just, and that's great. That, that consumer experience is just changing, and we as businesses that support that have to change with it. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, I greatly appreciate you taking yeah. the time. Thank you so much. Uh, I wish you nothing but continued success and uh, not sore feet. Um, <laughs> or we would like to partner with you at our Dr. Scholl's booth next year. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, I, I thank you both for your time. Thank you. The pleasure of ours. Yeah, much. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you miss us live, you can you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>